Welcome to the Reading Aloud Podcast. A place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. And a baby. (laughs) Enjoy. Welcome, Reading Aloud community, to our series on pandemic partnerships. In this series, we'll have conversations with 10 different couples and singles from across the country to dive deeper into how relationships are handling this ongoing global pandemic as we close out our second full year of COVID being a thing in our lives. We hope this series helps you in your own relationships and partnerships during this heavy time. Thanks for listening to the Reading Aloud Pandemic Partnership Series. And as always, if you have any questions, or feedback for Marisol and Adam, please connect with us on social media at Reading Aloud Podcast. Or our email, readingaloudlove at gmail.com. Enjoy. For our listeners, we are currently talking to Kristen Massey. And Kristen, will you tell us a little bit about where you are and just a hair about what you do? Yeah. So first I want to say I've known Adam and Marisol forever. So like, I mean, I, they, Adam specifically, we went to college together. So like, you know, I feel like they're just my people. I very, very comfortable. I love you guys. You always inspire me so much. You're one of the most inspiring couples I know. Happy to be here. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, definitely. You guys always inspire. You always inspire me. And so I'm in Colorado and I am a full-time astrologer and coach. So I get to do that every day. It's amazing. So I work with people one-on-one. I work with groups. I teach, I mentor, kind of like play with astrology and coaching in all different ways. Um, It really changed my life. And so now I get to like share it with others. So sort of living the dream, which is kind of bizarre when you realize you're like, wow, I've like created this career that is just so aligned. And yeah, I'm just so grateful I get to do it every day. So. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that the living the dream, because I think that it'll be interesting to hear you talk about the pandemic and how that's impacted your life, because for everyone, it's different. And mm-hmm. when you are finally in a place from a career perspective where you're quote unquote living the dream, which I, I can speak to is also my experience. It's interesting when other things like, does that mean that everything else is going well, because you're kind of at your foundation, you're living your dream, or does that mean that other things are like, how do we balance the challenges and et cetera? So I'll be excited to dive deeper into that. Well, Kristen, thank you for those kind words. And I know that we both just love you so much. Mm -hmm. And so right back at you, you know, I just think it's a cool statement. I'm a full-time astrologer and we have a broad listening audience here reading aloud. So give us a little glimpse on what that means and do you tell the future and when will the pandemic end? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. You know, what's so funny is I feel like when the pandemic started, astrologers were out there being like really trying to predict like, you know, okay, like, like 2020 was a year that astrologers have been studying for like forever. And so they knew something big was going to shift in 2020. But I feel like also in the beginning, there was so much talk around like, it will end when things are going to shift. And then clearly, like, that's not how it is. You know, Like, clearly, it's been this evolving thing. So me personally, I, I do not make predictions around the pandemic, right? There are lots of like the way we use the stars, there's Saturn, there's uh, cycles, there's patterns that sort of help us see, okay. There like, is also Saturn. <laughs> yeah. And Saturn. Yes. Clearly have Saturn on the brain, you know, that help us kind of see how the energy is shifting and how we can work with it and how we can use it to empower rather than sort of crush us. But no, I am not the type of astrologer that's going to be like, okay, like, yeah, this date over, you know? And so for me, astrology is my type of astrology is really psychological. Um, and it's, I mean, it's similar to therapy in a sense where I use the chart to hold space for people, help people see themselves in a more loving, compassionate way, give them permissions they need to hear. And then we go to edges too. We go to those places that maybe are a little bit more uncomfortable. Maybe it's a growth edge, you know, maybe there's some challenge there. And, and really just, you know, empower, I I really like to empower people and help them get in touch with their emotional bodies and, and help them love themselves ultimately. And so 
in my healing journey, it was, it was pivotal. Like I have worked with so many different modalities and astrology really clicked for me. And so it's a framework. It's a language to navigate the self and to navigate relationships with others and the collective. And so to be honest, having astrology during the pandemic has helped me immensely because I can stay attached to the big picture. You know, yes, the day-to-day is so hard and there's been so much suffering and challenge, but having astrology has really helped me, you know, be able to come back up to the big picture and say like, okay, like how can we remain optimistic? How can we, you know, zoom out of it? Mm-hmm. And it's been a massive tool for me during these two years. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. So I've, I've had the pleasure of having a reading from you and it was, I've had a lot of astrology readings in my life and each one has their unique kind of flavor to it. And I really, you know, I can attest yours is a lot like that psychological has that psychological component. It is very much therapeutic and it is about holding space for what is happening and what is to come and how can we utilize the chart as a framework for our own growth and development. And I think what you're speaking to, if you've ever delved into the world of astrology, a lot of people use it for this reason as well, which is to hold the bigger picture. So when our moment to moment or day to day feels really wonky or out of control, or we're not really sure where things are going, if we zoom out and look at, well, what's what's going on in this season of my life, then the day to day stuff can stop feeling so big. Uh, we can start to see things from a bigger picture perspective. So I want to be sensitive to the fact that people's day-to-days experiences have been, you know, there are many people who've had horrific outcomes mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. the pandemic. And so those are also very real. It is not a black or white situation, but what I hear you saying is that it's really been an incredible tool for you. And even these folks who have been studying 2020, I think in our minds, we think of it as there's chronos time, which is linear, like 24 hours in a day, 365 days in a year. And then there's Kairos time, which is more around events. So like we are in a Kairos season of new parenthood, pregnancy and new parenthood. That's very much like, uh, you know, it, it does it's not have- like It's going to end this year or next yeah. year or something like it's that. It's a season and we will feel at some point a closure of one season and an opening of another. And I think that that's what that's why it's probably been even difficult to put a a number to the date that it's going to end is because this is a season that we're in of deep change. Yeah. So I want to move on a little bit into talking about relationships because that's Mm -hmm. what we do here on the reading aloud podcast. Um, And so I did like what you said about how astrology is another modality. And uh, that just basically means, as you you stated, I think like another pathway for people to connect. And I think that that actually speaks to relationships. And one thing that I think we're working on growing in, in our relationships are there are multiple pathways in which we can develop and connect and cultivate relationships. And some speak to people and others speak to people. And just like there are multiple pathways that, you know, we can connect with ourselves, astrology being one of them. And so I just am drawing that parallel there and, and you know, reminding folks that sometimes, you know, your relationships are going to look differently. And if you're struggling with them, there may be new pathways that you can explore. And, you know, that could be really helpful. So, and I think that the pandemic in general has forced us into exploring new pathways into creating relationships in our lives. And so I guess just diving into that, what aspect of the pandemic has been most impactful on your relationships? You know, what has been the most difficult? Maybe what's been the most nourishing? So a couple of things there. I'd say one more challenging is I moved to where I'm living right now six months before the pandemic started. And so when I, you know, when the pandemic got going, I was very much in like a community building phase and that just halted right so it was like okay no more new friends no more you know like the typical things tell you like go out and do this dance class go out go go out and put yourself out there like all those things that you would normally do to create community and friendship were not available so that has been really really hard luckily I had, I already had a few friends and like somehow I've managed to make a few new ones over these last two years as well But the typical things that I would do, like dance is a big one for me, those were all obviously taken away. And so the way that I find like-minded people, that wasn't available. So in terms of building community in person, that has been really, really challenging. And 
I would say 2020, this, the winter of 2020, 2021 was deeply lonely for me. It was a loneliness, like a lot of people. I mean, loneliness is such a huge theme because A, you just have the winter here in Colorado, which was just isolating already. But then all the things that you would normally do in the winter to nourish and be with people and, and get into that warmth of connection weren't available. And so that, that has been really, really hard. Something more positive is that my work is entirely online. So even before I went full-time into my own business, I was working for an online astrology school. And so my network of online friends has exploded. It is, it is crazy because I don't consider myself like a big like tech person, but now like my whole business is online. So I, like, I guess I am, I don't know. I mean, it's just a big shift that's happening at the collective level period, but I have an incredible network. I would say family of people online. So that's been really interesting. It's like my in-person relationships have not developed and I don't have as many in-person friends as I want and need, but I have a vast network of close, really aligned people through my online community. And that continues to grow every day. That is, and it's, it's nourishing. Do you feel like that online community fills the same need as those like close in-person friendships? I, Cause I think that people, some people I've heard like struggle with that, you know, they're yeah. all my relationships are online or I think there's a narrative out there that online relationships aren't real and I I think there's mm -hmm. truth to that uh, so does it feel like it's filling that void or yeah. I think it's both right mm -hmm. I don't think it's black and white which is like one of the biggest things with the pandemic is this is not it's not black and white. there's nuance right and so a lot of these people that I've worked with really closely over the last few years um we never even met in person. And I consider them to be really true friends. And I, de I desperately want to meet them and hold them and hug them. So those, those deeper relationships that I've cultivated, definitely, I would say very nourishing, maybe different, but very nourishing. Then there's a different layer where you get like the Instagram people and the people, you know, and that, that's just a different, that's a network and, yeah. you know, that's fun. But like, I, I actually have some really solid nourishing friendships with people that we just, we do our business online and like, I do my work online. So it's been really interesting. Like I, I really have embraced technology and embraced zoom. Like, look at us, we're connecting. There, I, there's a heart connection here. There's an energetic connection here. And so I, um, it surprised me because I'm so in-person and intuitive and want all that, but I've been very pleasantly surprised with how much of that is capable online and yeah, that might not I, be popular opinion but it's just yeah I think for me it's been twofold because because I'm with you and I'm really social person so for for me yeah. it's been I've been grateful that it is an option con considering had the pandemic happened 20 years ago and we'd be the age that we are now that mm -hmm. this we would be isolated in a different way um, so I've been grateful for technology in that way and so I've basically been like yeah I like it it's working right mm -hmm. it's something it's connection and then at the same time, it does, it connects like you and I, right? So you and I have a way to connect when you live in a state, especially during a pandemic where the only way I could see you is to come to you. Um, and then the pandemic kind of slows that process down naturally. And so it is true. It's, it's wonderful. So, but you mentioned something you're like, I can't wait to yeah. hug them and hold them. So, so, you know, I think we, we honor that inherently as humans, we need to be in physical contact. And that's what Adam was saying. Like, it's like, is it real? Is it yeah. not real? Is it enough? I mean, this isn't something I, that we necessarily prepared to talk about, but I am curious what, what's your plan? So let's say, well, it doesn't really matter mm -hmm. how things go. If the pandemic continues in a way that continues to be isolating, or if we find solutions that then lift these restrictions that we're currently under the, or that we feel we need to apply in our lives. What's your plan? I mean, are, where are your friends? Where are you going? What are you going to do? Have you met people that you're like, I will yeah. see this person? Yeah, that's so, that's such a interesting question. My work is such a huge part of my identity and like, like so many of my relationships come, come through work. So my first thing is like, okay, like I want to offer some sort of in-person offering like a hundred percent. Like, so, so back to Adam, like, yes, that in-person stuff, like there is a layer there that I think can go deeper in person. And then, you know, what's been interesting. So, so I think, and I knew this was going to come up here is that I think I represent a interesting part of the population where I'm single. I don't have kids. 
my work is online. I don't have elderly people in my life every day. And so like my, while the pandemic has been super isolating and has not been encouraging for building community in any way, my day-to-day has not changed that much because like I sit in front of a computer all day. I, you know, like I, I don't have to deal with like the daycare and the school and I'm not a service worker. Like these really, these, you know, certain segments of the population have been so deeply impacted. And so I, I have had a small group of friends that like we continue to see each other, you know? And um, I, my sister is here in Colorado. We've continued to see each other to a certain extent, like, people in my, my everyday, I I have still gotten to interact with, you know, and that's because like, yeah, we're all safe. We're all careful, but like, we're also, I I just think like, I'm not putting others at risk by, you know, seeing a friend on the road or something. Cause I'm like literally sit in front of my computer every day, you know, just like this, this is the life. And so that, and then I think, um, I mean, I just think that fluidity, that freedom, having some of that freedom back to be like, okay, I want to go see my friend in North Carolina. For example, I have so many people like my family in North Carolina. I'm like, I would love to just get on a plane and be like, Hey, I'm going to come this weekend. And then there's not 25 stressors that come with that. You know, it's just like, Hey, yeah, like, let's get together. Like, I'm going to come stay with you guys this weekend. I think that's what I miss so much. The ease of connection. Connection should feel easy. It hasn't these last two years. And I think that's been really hard. Yeah, Yeah. I think I appreciate hearing like the ease. And I think for me, it's the pandemic has pushed me in, in ways that I didn't necessarily expect. You know, my work has now moved online. And we've stayed, we've had some, some of those factors in our lives that you mentioned, like a kid and yeah, like a newborn. elderly parents that <laughs> yeah. we're seeing and, and stuff like that. So I just want to say, I, I'm glad we made it through the vaccine bump. You know, I know this summer we were been friends forever. You know, I wasn't vaccinated yet when we wanted to get together and it was really hard on me. Like I, I've carried a lot of shame and guilt and really navigating that for me on an individual level has been very challenging and um vax now but i i took me a while to get there right it took me a while to get to that decision and and just i'm just so grateful for our friendship and our ability to have the tough conversations and to navigate this conflict and still come out on the other side loving and respecting each other so thank you yeah and i want to say two things first it's really important that you have this space for your own process through that. And I do believe that, that that is really important. And secondly, that in that situation, when I felt scared and hurt and that I was still able to send out my thoughts, it was via email, but then we connected, you know, later and just, Mm -hmm. just continue to share that I felt safe in that space to be able to express myself. And that is also so important. And, you know, I I do believe that we need to be able, you know, we we have to be able to listen and hear each other. I think I said this on another podcast, but somebody shared like, no one is really going to listen to you unless they feel like they respect you. And I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, we respected each other in that interaction. And therefore we listened to each other and heard and were able to heal that pain. And now it just builds a stronger foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it kind of reminds me, I just keep coming back to this Kairos Kronos. It's like all of us getting where we truly need to be in the timeframe with which we need to arrive there. And can we have patience and understanding? And, you know, and we thinking about Brene Brown's, like we rumbled, which meant that we were able to go into deep, difficult conversation, hold our own deep knowing and our own self-respect while also holding the respect of others. I just appreciate that in general, we are, when thinking about relationships, there have been relationships in my life and in Adam's life and uh, that have fallen away. And it's like some are, are like they were, it was just time and it was natural. And then it's been amazing to me, the ones that have sustained yeah. and they're not always because they're close in proximity. Like you are not close to us in proximity. And yet we made it through that, uh, that challenge together. And so we will remain in relationship because of that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. I just want to say, I love how you spoke to emotional safety. Cause I think that is, that is critical for relationships, right? The fact that we 
over these years have cultivated a place where we feel safe to express and share our emotions and we're going to be heard, we're going to be seen. That that is what enabled us to move through this, right? And it we did rumble. It was uncomfortable, you know, but like here we are. And so thank you and I'm glad I'm glad that we acknowledge this acknowledge yeah. this again because it's it's important, right? It's very important and it's mm-hmm. it's important to be brave about talking about it. Yes. Just letting something go unsaid is not a way of healing it. So that's a strong statement, babe. I'm, I'm, I appreciate you saying that. Wow. That was a very beautiful statement. And I feel like that's like so much, I mean, all of us, that's so much of our work, right? Like we can't stuff things away. We have to confront, we have to move, move through the emotions as uncomfortable yeah. as it can be. I mean, authenticity, so, right? Authenticity. Um, authenticity. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Neo. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Did you know that the Reading Aloud podcast has a Patreon account? That's right. When you support this podcast through Patreon, you become part of our Reading Aloud family, and we love our family members. At its core, this podcast is about providing insight and conversations that support and inspire our listeners to deepen their relationships and build community through conversation. Every week, we receive meaningful feedback on how the Reading Aloud podcast has supported someone through a challenging time, and now we need your support to keep that going. Your Patreon commitment not only provides you with curated, fun, and interactive bonus content, it helps us cover the many costs of producing a podcast. Check out our Patreon link in the show notes and see which level you can commit to. And know that we thank you so much for both your listening support as well as your financial support. Now let's get back to today's conversation. My introvert tendencies really came up. It was really easy for me to avoid connection, you know, avoid like it was really easy for me to just say, nope, I don't like that's, you know, pick up the 500 pound telephone or try to get on Zoom and do that. Like it was really easy for me to go inward. And so I've really had to try to push myself to be like, okay, how can I continue to maintain and cultivate the connections? You know, that's been both good and bad, but man, I'm really looking forward to just not having to question every social interaction and decision that I make. You know, it's, it's a lot of mental load. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, so it's pushed me in ways, but uh, I don't know. It's just been, I think it's been for me more, a lot heavier on me than I actually realized. And especially with work, because my work went from not being all online and a lot in person, some online for sure. But like I was in an office space Mm -hmm. and now all of our office has gone remote and then everybody's in different directions. I mean, people have moved all over the country. People moved all over the country now that they're free to go wherever, which is great, you know, and I support. But at the same time, it's been really hard for me in like a leadership position to then navigate all that. Well, and it speaks to this balance of the change. It's like for some of those people, they've moved because their partners have job offers in other places. So they get to stay at the job of their dreams while also living in a place that works for their family. Other people have moved closer to family. Some have gone on the road. Like there's been some really beautiful opportunities that that just like we just Mm -hmm. weren't willing to be creative to explore as even options because we're thinking everything has to be in person. Like it makes more sense. So it's interesting. I I do want to hear, like, have you, I want to kind of jump into something else. Have you dated? Have you successfully dated? Yeah. Like, tell us well, about wait. it. So, so I want to say that, but I want to say one thing to what Huck just said, because Adam just said, no, no, Huck, Huck, Huck is Huck's a college fine. nickname. Um, so one, I love how you spoke to the introversion and like the self, because I think that is huge. So this past year, I have had such a deepening into self in the most beautiful way. Like I know myself and love myself more than I ever have. And that is probably the most important lesson we all have as humans, right? And, and, the, and the, the pandemic gave me that. And it, do you think that that's in part being having so much time to yourself, like not actually having somebody living in your space with you? Or is that something that a lot of people, even friends that are coupled up have experienced in your world? I, I mean, I think there's this, I hear this overall theme of more quiet time, more space, more time to go within, right? You know, and, and so I think it's happening at a collective level. For me personally, it actually came from dating because I was the whole, whole first of 2020, I was like, still trying to date, still trying to date, calling in these guys that just weren't energetically aligned, weren't emotionally mature enough. And I said, okay, I, I'm stopping. Like I'm taking a, I'm taking a conscious break. 
And so I chose like 2021. I was like, I'm not dating. Before you get, cause this is the good stuff, but, but also yeah. I just want to hear a, like, how do you date? Like the how to guide. I'm genuinely curious. Oh God, you know, It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, on, you guys know this from your podcasts and stuff. I mean, the dating is through apps. It is a hundred percent through apps now. And there is, so I would say pre pandemic or early pandemic when I was like, I had just moved to, you know, Boulder. And so I was like, sweet, I'm in Boulder, Colorado. There's so much men, like I'm going to, I'm going to get on the apps and like date. And I feel like there was like this positive of uplifting energy on those apps. Like people wanted to connect. They were out there wanting to connect, you know? And so it's pretty easy. You, you can, you match, you start a conversation and relatively quickly you go, this was pre pandemic, go to let's, let's meet in person. Right. And so this was like the fall leading up to the pandemic. And yeah, I met a lot of fun guys, like connected more deeply with a few, but like none were really ready for serious relationship. Then we get into the pandemic and I just feel like the energy around dating shifted because it was confusing. It's like, wait a minute, like we're still single. We're kind of lonely. Like we want to connect. We want to meet people, but like a, like are we supposed to be doing this? Like, is there guilt around the fact that like, we're out here trying to connect in person, you know, obviously got a little easier in summer because you can meet outside. (laughs) It's like, okay, like we can, we can see each other, but I've honestly, me personally, I've felt this energetic shift in the apps where like, no one really wants to be on the apps yet. We're all on them. Like, so it's, for me, it just isn't really clicking right now it's like we're all we're on there we want to connect but like no one actually you want the outcome you just don't necessarily want the that mode to get there it's like almost I could imagine like the apps could be fun if you also thought that maybe you went to a bar and could also potentially meet somebody there or that maybe you could also meet somebody through a friend at a party that they were throwing but now it sounds like the apps are literally the only way and so there's probably probably a bit of a resentment brewing. Like this is, I'm pissed. Like, even though potentially you might've found of those three options, you might still have found somebody to date on the app. You at least thought I could, I also have in-person shots at meeting somebody. The, Mm. The apps work, right. But you, you nailed it. It's the resentment. I think it's because the other options aren't really there, which is what we all crave at this point. I'm like, can I just meet someone the old fashioned way where a friend introduces me, they think we're going to connect and we do. Because the apps are work, you know, D- dating kind of has become work. Like it's, a side hustle, like yeah, job. It is. You know? and yeah. about, you, I mean, imagine all of our busy lives and then you're like, okay, got to get on the app tonight. And, you know, I mean, it's, so the intentional break was amazing, but now I'm like, okay, time to put myself back out there. But like, it's the middle of winter, COVID numbers are insanely high. Like it's weird again. And so it's been confusing and messy and I think all of us crave connection and having that person yet the apps, like you nailed it with the resentment, Marisol. I think there's like this almost resentment that we have to be there doing it this way. And then if you, if that's how you enter a situation, I mean, that it doesn't, that doesn't pan out. Right. So, so yeah, it's, it has not been a good two years for dating for me. I would just say that like, and, and yeah. <laughs> Did you have any like um, strange COVID related requests? from men that you were trying to date during COVID, like I'll I'll hang out, but we can only kiss through our mask. We can only kiss through our mask. (laughs) Yeah. Was there, I mean, maybe not. I'm just curious. Yeah. Not, I mean, I would say the biggest thing was, I think at the beginning of the pandemic, video calls were so hot just across the board. Everyone's like, we'll maintain connection through zoom. And so that was like, people were trying to connect, do dating over video. And I was just like, I can't, I like, I work in video all day. <laughs> like I can't, I can't then take like my social life and put it on video. So, so that again was like sort of another block, but I did not, I did not have any super fun. It's just awkward. I think it just adds to the awkwardness because already first dates are awkward via the abs because they're blind. You, you know, you don't know each other really. And then now, like if you meet in person, now there's the extra layer of like, do we touch? Are you comfortable? Do we wear masks? You know what I mean? So there's just like extra layers of awkwardness. And you're just like, how do we navigate this? And like the end of a first date is awkward, period. And now it's like 20 times more awkward because you're like, are you, what is your comfort level here? You know? Um, So it is, I, I think it's been hard. It's, 
and I don't think yeah. I'm alone in that. Well, it was, you're reminding that. me of somebody that I dated once who I had met very briefly in person. And then we started talking on the phone and on video. And then we made plans to go to a wedding together because it was a mutual connection. And we got mm -hmm. there and there was zero chemistry. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Like, and I don't know that they necessarily felt that, but it, it was a weird experience <laughs> for me that I had. I mean, I was like, I, I was having visions of like, this is going to be amazing. I can't mm -hmm. wait. We planned our outfits to match each other. I mean, we were having <laughs> like that, fun that for you. is like amazing. Yeah. That's the ultimate. And we were having <laughs> so much fun and we got there and I was like, what is what what happened so it's totally. interesting to think about like trying to make that connection on zoom and that that's a that's a another level closer but definitely not the same and the chemistry people this has happened to me so many times my soul were like over over talking on the on the app they seem really funny or fun or a little bit sarcastic or whatever and then like i meet them in person and i'm like hello are you the same person like where did the the fun like interaction go the chemistry piece you can't read it over the apps and so i i honestly when you know when we can i push for in person most of the time like 90% of the time it's outside sooner rather than later cuz i'm just like i just need to meet you and just see like is there anything here so you you're know? back on you're back on the dating apps I'm on them right now. And I've been on, I was on a date last weekend, date the weekend before, like I'm trying, but dating is a skill. Dating is a real skill. Tell us, tell, tell us. us. Yeah. So again, I think coming off the pandemic or we're still in the pandemic, coming off these two years, you know, like there's, there's definitely been a lot of deepening into self way less socializing in general. So people are just like, we've all heard this. Like, it's just, we've like forgotten how to like socialize. And then you add the dating where it's honestly like the flirting. I feel like I've like forgotten, like, okay, how do I be like fun and cute and a little open and like open? I think openness is so critical with this dating. Curious about this person and open enough so we can do like a little flirtatious dance and not immediately get in the head and be like, oh, well, does he check this box? Does he check this box? Like, oh, you know, that's a red flag. No way. And so that's what I've been working on is like really cultivating curiosity really bringing curiosity into dates and really bringing, it's actually like Gemini energy, Marisol, but like really bringing this like beginner's mind, like, okay, like I'm open. Like, let's have a good conversation. Let's be playful here. You yeah. Know? It feels and like not putting, trying to put them all of a sudden way the far, way far down the road. Like we, we would say, I would say like getting the cart before the horse, like, are you the one totally. before actually just having fun? Well but, well, but you're also trying to preserve time and energy. You're also taking, a, you know, a potential COVID exposure risk by meeting with them. So it's like, uh -huh. you know, you're like, I want to make sure that this is worth you all. You're it's like, worth. yeah, you don't want more friends. You're like, I want to make sure this is all very much worth it because, you know, there's a, it's not as easy as like I scoot by here and then I go on date number two later tonight. It's like, yeah, there's so much no. more work up to it. Like you said, you've done a lot of introspection and you've come to know and love self more. So now you're dating, whereas two years ago, you know, I mean, you're two years further down that journey yeah. and now you're dating through that perspective, but it's also, so I'll speak for me. It's also been a process of get, you know, I'm getting to know myself more in these two years. So as I venture back out with both new and old friends, I'm bringing a new self with me and that, and I'm like trying on that skin, but like once every three weeks, not every day because mm -hmm. of the pandemic once every while. So it's like trying on a, or old friends and it reintroducing myself as a parent and all of the ways in which I've totally. met myself and learned about myself. So I'm curious, you did quit drinking during the pandemic correct? Pre-pandemic. It's interesting that you brought that up because not drinking and dating is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, totally. I mean, talking about, so I, I quit drinking a few years before the pandemic because of like health stuff. So that just adds like another layer being sober and navigating dating has been an entirely new experience for me. Like I'm like, how do I tap into that energy I was just talking about? How do I tap into that playfulness, that openness, that flirtation without one drink? That is like a brand new thing because my whole life leading up to like three years ago, 
the drink was, was the always, gateway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that's how I met people through alcohol. That's how they, I became loose and like kind of funny. And, and so now it's like, that's just been this whole exploration of like, who am I as a flirty, fun, per, like, how do I tap into that energy without alcohol? Right. So that's, Sorry, yeah. I'm just like, no, 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 well, I, I was, I'm like, who are you going to meet? I'm, I want to know what your vision of a perfect, you know, I'm curious about you, but anyways, well, no, 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 no. That's, that's good too. I mean, you've got us, you know, on the edge of our seats here. Cause I mean, I, I think there's a lot of people out there who might be in similar situations from my perspective, you're, you know, you, you said you've been on dates. Like, how are you, how are you navigating this? Like what's this, are you doing specific things to navigate that? Or is it just like, your approach and mindset. I guess I'm wanting to get to like, what's working for you? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I have not found the secret sauce yet, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, cause like, I mean, like I said, I took that year off, I'm coming back in. And for me, it's think the thing that is critical for me is not falling into judgment is remaining open, remaining curious, proactively trying to bring playful energy to this. You know, because the apps can so easily feel like work. It really can feel like, okay, I gotta, I gotta respond to this person. I gotta respond to this person trying to channel like my, I have a lot of Gemini's in my life, channel the Gemini's, you know, like, like Marisol, like, you know, people that just are naturally, they can just be more playful. And so I act just actively try to bring that. And then, and then in the moment, for example, I've been on two dates this past week, neither, I will not have a second date with either, but in that moment, I really was just like, I'm going to be open. Let's just have a good conversation. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to listen. And really some, someone said something to me the other day. They're like, pay attention to how this person makes you feel. Mm -hmm. Don't, it's so easy to project and be like, oh, well, he's not attractive enough or his job or whatever. It's like focus on them. No, how do you feel around them? So those pieces have been helpful, but it also doesn't, I haven't like met the dream man yet. You know, this is just like, I mean, yeah. but that sounds like some sauce right there. Might yeah. not be the secret set, <laughs> but that's definitely sauce. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. I'm curious what didn't work with these two, just out of curiosity. I'm just so interested in I felt like meeting Adam at 30 was later than some of my other friends and yet mm -hmm. I have other friends who are meeting people in their 40s and they're just yeah. now getting married and even having kids and things like that and so the more we get to know ourselves the more we totally. know what we want and so it's a beautiful totally. thing and you don't fall into a relationship, which a lot of times those you grow out of anyways, but like, yeah, I'm yeah. curious what didn't work about mm -hmm. those two. I love this. Cause I want to first touch on something you said just a minute ago, where about this, putting this version of who you are now out in the world. And for me, I've become like way more spiritual over the last year and a half. And so that has become, that's a huge part of who I am now is just spirituality. And, but I'm also like still the same fun person who likes adventures and travel and laughing and goofiness. And so what I'm finding is I'm like calling in these different kinds of men. So the first guy was just like, so deeply spiritual. It's all he wanted to talk about. He wanted to meditate together on the first date. Oh. Like he, like, just I'm like, sorry. I'm just like, I, I'm like, no, cause no. I love meditating, but I'm like, no, that's not okay. I don't know how much you love meditating, but you know, <laughs> you like the idea of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like well, it when just, I do it. Yeah, exactly. The idea of it. Yeah. Whatever your form of meditation is. I mean, it's not easy for Gemini. Talking on the phone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Marco Polo. Yeah, you, you need a different, you need definitely a different meditate. kind of meditation, but prayer. I know you can drop into prayer. Right. And so, so he, like, so he was so on the spiritual side, like, so he didn't, there was no goofiness. There was no, like, you just weird, like, what do you do for fun kind of thing, you know? And so it was too much because I'm deeply spiritual. It frames my life, but it's also like, I also can be goofy and grounded and silly and like make mistakes and you know, all the things like we're still human living on earth here. Right. Then the following, weekend, I feel that by the way, that is, I feel totally. that version of that type of expression of like spirituality doesn't mean you're serious and, or one that you only have one. No, what do you, you uh, well, I was just going to say, <laughs> I just have to say this. I'm sorry if this offends folks, but no one annoys me more than that type of person. No, exactly. <laughs> no, one, I mean, there's no type of person out there that annoys me more than the like <laughs> bypass spiritual, you know, anyway. Well, it's I'm just, we are, we are earth beings. We're here on earth. We're here to exist in the material world. Spirituality is a tool and it's, it's a framework and it frames my life, but 
balance. Like it's all about balance. And so that's what I'm realizing. Cause then the second guy this past weekend was the total opposite. So I live in Boulder, which is like outdoor Mecca. Like so many people here just live for the outdoors. I love nature. Nature is huge for me. I love getting on hikes. I, I spend as much out time, time outside as I can. I also have other things. I'm also dynamic. I also care about my work. I also, and this guy I went out with, he was so into the outdoors. That was his entire life. And this is going to sound so judgy, but I'm just, he worked in like shipping and receiving for an outdoors company. And he was totally happy because all he wanted to do was outdoors. That was, that was everything. And so I feel like it was two opposite ends of the spectrum. Here's like this guy that's so spiritual that like he can't have fun. And then here's the guy who only wants to adventure and have fun. And I'm like, where's the balance? That's like, that's what I'm really looking for is balance. Cause I feel like that's what I've cultivated. I'm dynamic. And I figured out all these parts that really fill me up, but it's, it's different things, right? It's, it's not one or the other. So I'm just like chuckling at the universe. Okay. You're sending me like the super woo woo meditator that like doesn't do anything else. And then you're sending me the guy that literally like wants to live out of his truck and just like have like a boring job the rest of his life just so he can go rock climb. Where's the middle, you know? So, so that's why those didn't work out. There was also no chemistry. There was no like desire for me to be like, oh, I want to spend time with you. I'm like, no, I'd kind of rather spend time by myself. Yeah. That's a, that's a good indicator. Yeah. And I'm sure being a woman, I feel like I see, I have that, the woman's perspective, but you know, it, it was a real treat and it felt like the, an exception to the rule when I found Adam that he was somebody who we could go to a fancy ball and get really dressed up or we could go and not shower for five days and sit in the woods. Not that I've ever actually been that long in the woods, but <laughs> that, that, you know, like we could do that if I was willing and we can, you know, wear overalls and no t-shirts, both of us and like walk around and be like kids while also being very adult and buying a home. The point is dynamic is the word that I'm hearing. And yeah. I love that you have gotten so much more connected to the many parts of yourself that fill your cup and that you are sinking in because what that says to me is that that time and space alone has offered you an opportunity to look within and say yes to yourself. Yeah. Whereas before the pandemic, I think a lot of us suffered with either just like going along and, or we were highly influenced by others because we didn't take time for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I can really appreciate that you've become more dynamic in this time while also having a much more time alone and introspection and peace. Thank you, Neo. Heyo! We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Reading Aloud podcast. If you're interested in learning more or inquiring about working directly with Mighty Souls Fashion Therapy or Adam's Modern Man Training, you can totally do that. You can find Mighty Soul at soulreflection.com. That's S-O-L reflection.com or follow her on social media at soulreflection. You can email Adam directly at Adam at modern-man.org. We hope to hear from you. Now let's get back to today's conversation. Pre-pandemic, I was like, you know, I was, these, the same sort of dating patterns were coming up because it was like, I was trying to date from a place of low self-worth ultimately, right? And if you do that, the people that are going to come in are matching that energy. That's, that's right? right. Yep. And so now it's like, okay, I truly love myself. Like I, I'm like good in here, you know? And like that, like, and that's hard, not, you know, and, but that to me is like everything. And so now it's like, I feel like there's this recalibration happening. It's like, okay, so I'm going out in the world like that. You know, what do you got for me? Right. You know, what's, what's coming my way. And so I think it's still catching up. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. And again, it, it yeah. yeah, the linearness of it. It's just not like that right now. We're living in a time we are in a time. Mm -hmm. So I can really appreciate that. So I just wanted to uh, ask one other question about you and your relationship with your sister. Yeah. So um, I moved to Boulder again, six months before the pandemic. My sister lives here. So we got really close. And then with the pandemic, she's definitely my most intimate relationship here in, in town. And so we kind of got even closer, right? Because our, our circle got much smaller. And while that's been beautiful, 
I feel like we actually got too close. We almost, there was almost like a codependent thing happening where it was like, I was really reliant on her. She was reliant on me. And then we decided to move in together because we found this dream home in the mountains. So many people know how challenging sibling relationships are. And it just, we like just pushed too hard. Like it kind of blew up a bit. So it's sad, but like that was definitely, definitely because of the pandemic. Like we got so close. I got really dependent on her as like a close friend. Our lives got pretty intertwined again, because our circle got so small because of the pandemic. And there was, there was no growing the circle. There was, I think we're just, we've like hit a breaking point. We're both like, okay, we need some space now, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so it's been interesting. I've learned a lot, (laughs) but it has been hard. And I think, thanks for being willing to share that. I think that a lot of people have found that if they're not going to see that many people, they're at least going to see their families. And so their families have become some of their closest friends. I know that that's true with my parents is that they've kind of become some of the only people we see with regularity. And so it's interesting because it's still a familial dynamic, but yet they're your kind of number one social source or source of connection. And I think too, like we've, you and I have like gone through a little bit of that as oh, well, yeah, we, you know? Like yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, we've done that. I mean, you know, we, we were just literally talking about this last night where if we were choosing, of course we would choose to spend time with each other all the time. And at the same time, like time with each other is better when we, when we are also getting outlets with other friends and being able to hang out in other circles. And, you know, there's been waves of the pandemic when we've done that more, but you know, during the really intense periods, it gets to be a lot. So personally, I can identify with that relationship with your sister. That's exactly it. My sister and I became more than we've ever been to each other before. And then, um, but you know, we didn't have a super easy childhood. Like there's triggers there. There's some trauma still there. And like, and so then in hard moments, who can trigger you the most? Your sibling, your sister, you know? Like, your so, spouse. Yeah, your spouse, <laughs> your partner, that, that, you know, those people, those, it's intimacy, those people you know on an intimate level. Your they, parents. Yeah, your parents, right? So, so that's, I feel like, what kind of happened here. And I think in the long run, this is going to be really, there's going to be a lot of growth here. There's going to be a lot of repair, you know, but we just, it, we just kind of hit a new layer. You know, I mean, healing happens in layers, right? It, like relationships are so layered. And so we hit a new layer and it's like, oh, we're not quite ready for that one yet. <laughs> like we need to take some, you know, take some space. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, definitely. What's your final question, babe? Oh, final question. Um, are there any funny, just because we're framing this within the pandemic, are there any COVID related habits that you've picked up during the pandemic? I'm not sure because like I already worked from home. I think, I think just like, it's not weird. I just think the comfort of daying in on a Friday night has like maybe just gotten like too comfortable. (laughs) It's just like, like, oh yeah. Like, which in a way has been a blessing because then there's like that guilt and that pressure that sometimes shows up around like, oh, I'm not going out on a Friday night. And I would say, I mean, I've definitely like I've ordered way too much delivery and takeout like that is that is 100 percent. like if, if i like really figured out how much money i've spent on that it's like probably absurd but those those are kind of the two things that sort of popped to mind nothing super weird but just i'm almost too comfortable being at home in a way sweatpants every day <laughs> comfortable like you know just you know i can help um, you with that but i know but i i feel you i mean it, it it i think that there were it's a it's a backlash also from how much we especially in the Western world we're doing before. And I think for me, for sure, for me, it was just like, I just kept doing as long as the requests kept coming in, I just kept doing. It's like, at first it was nice to have an excuse to let go of all of that. And now, you know, I mean, where we are now is different than where we were in the beginning. Just one final thing. I know that, you know, folks listening are probably super intrigued by what you do. So definitely people would like to get in touch with you that are listening to this podcast. Which I highly recommend. Which we highly recommend. It gets the reading aloud stamp of approval. How can they do that? And what's the best way to be in touch with you? Thank you for that stamp of approval. Adam, we still need to dig into your chart soon. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Mr. Scorpio. Two things. I have a website, so it's super easy. kmastrology.me just one word, kmastrology.me. And then I'm also on Instagram, km underscore astrology. And I would love to connect. 
Yeah. Yeah, What is it? What would it look like? Would you recommend people just reach out for a single session or, you know, I know you also train other astrologers. You have a lot of things going on, but, but maybe if somebody just wants to take what's happened over the pandemic and a little bit more deeply understand it in relationship to their chart, their birth chart, which is related to their sign and the stars. So if they want to further understand that, what, what do you recommend just starting with a session? Yeah. So one, I would say, I love that because there's a lot of collective sort of trauma from the last two years. And I think dropping into a chart via a session with me will help you pull out, okay, who am I as an individual in these past few, two years and where am I going? Right. Because with the astrology piece, the timing the cycles, the transits, that is so powerful. And so like permission to have your own thing going on amid, amidst the pandemic. There's this collective yeah, level really of trauma. Powerful. And then there's also th- this individual still. And so I, yeah, just a session. So on my website, I have like a 50, 60 minute session. That is a perfect way to get started. It's enough time to go deep into your chart. And then from there, you know, like we can decide like, Hey, do you want to come once a year? Do you want to do something more coaching, but just I, that's what I recommend to everyone for the first time, because it gives us enough time to really go deep and just give you what you need in that moment. That is what these sessions are designed to do. Like, I'm just going to meet you in that moment. What do you need and how can your chart support you? Thanks for sharing that. Relationships are incredibly important. Partnership, it's up to everybody where they go with that. And so, but if we were to put, you had mentioned that I'm good with prayer. So if, if I were to put a prayer out, what, what is the prayer that you want right now? For me? For you. Um, I'm, that's so beautiful, Marisol. I would say for me personally, I mean, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm seeking partnership. I, I do. I want, I want partnership. Like I, I really do. I feel grounded in myself. So yeah, I want to do the dance with someone. I want someone who can match me and help me grow and um, support me and I can support them. And because I think that I think ultimately there's so much healing that happens on an individual level. And so much of, of us have really had to go internal these last two years and spend more time alone. But as humans, we are designed to do life via connection right? Like ultimately it is about relationships, starting with self, of course. So I feel like I'm in this place where like, I have really gotten to a place where I love and nurture myself. Now let me go do that in partnership, which Mm. in the past was triggering for me. You know, Mm. there were a lot of triggers in relationship, but now it's like, okay, I want to be in that deeper connection. I want intimacy, Mm. you know, I love, it comes down to love you guys, you know? And I mean, there is nothing more special and human than that. I just, I just talk to spirit you know, and that is my angels, my guides, nature, just the energy all around us. Spirit is what I usually say. That's beautiful. Thanks yeah. for sharing. Yeah. Thank you for asking. That was such a beautiful question. My heart feels very open right now. First of all, I always want to say support women in their heart centered work and pay them full price. But I know that sometimes on our podcast, people like to give a little offering. So yeah, I love that. Support women in their hearts and our work. That's everything I do. To me, it's all about connecting to the service heart um, and, and sharing your gifts from that place. Uh, yeah. So like I was saying, I would love, you know, if you're interested, reach out to me via my website, which we've shared um, for a hour long session. And I am offering 10% off to all your listeners. So it would just be reading aloud 10. We're going to put the coupon code in the, the show notes, but Love to have you 10% off. Come see what astrology can do for you. Yeah. No, really, y'all. Yeah. Really, 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 especially, really. especially with Kristen. So yeah. All right. All right. Love Thanks you. so much. Thanks. We love you. Thanks y'all for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.